Hi, it's Vana. Welcome to Midlife Confidence. I found that bringing our glow back in our middle years comes from learning to manage our own mind. It's time to love your life and love yourself. Join me on a journey as we discover our midlife confidence. If you could learn something from a world-class expert for free, what would it be? What are you just itching to learn about? We all have things we'd like to learn, even if we don't really love formal education. And often as we seek to live a more purposeful life, we think about learning something new or building on skills we already have, or maybe getting an official credential of some kind that will open doors for us. Today, it's amazing how many options there are for how we can learn and what we can learn about. Deciding what to take advantage of can be kind of overwhelming sometimes. There's lots of questions and decisions. And in midlife, it feels like a big decision because of the time and the money when you already have so many commitments in your life. And also because of fears about being able to keep up and succeed or competing with younger students or people who have more experience. And then also there's so much about expectations, social pressure, other people's opinions clouding the decision. So let's talk about the benefits of lifelong learning in midlife and how it can help you fulfill your life mission. I'm a super fan of lifelong learning. I think of it as investing in ourselves because the best asset we have for making a contribution to the world is our own mind. Greg Keown in his book Essentialism said that if we underinvest in ourselves, and by that I mean our minds, our bodies, and our spirits, we damage the very tool we need to make our highest contribution. I want to be clear that the things I share today are my humble opinion based on my experience, so I have a disclaimer to just use this as input, but not doctrine, and I'll include some open-ended questions to help you decide what you want to do. I love learning. No, I actually crave learning. I have to keep learning stuff. I may even be overly obsessed with learning new things to the detriment of other things I could be doing, but it brings me so much interest and peace and fulfillment. And just like you, I've learned in a whole range of ways from formal education to lived experience. Well, it started way back in the day when I earned my bachelor's degree at 21. It was in fashion design. But then I look at how I've learned in midlife just since the age of 40. So that's been about 20 years. There's all these different sources that I've learned from. I've done formal education. I took community college classes in graphic design for a couple of years. And later on, I got my master's degree in communications at the age of 50. I've done specific training where I wanted to go learn something and found a source to learn it. I had the opportunity to do a nine-week training on the Crucial Conversations program that has been so helpful, especially in our family. Of course, when I got interested in life coaching, I went and did life coach training and certification. That took me a few months online. I've done quite a few courses when I wanted to learn something. I did Platform University, which was an online marketing membership program. I've done Instagram courses. I've been in Jody Moore's Be Bold Life Coaching program for two years. And 
lots of other courses that I picked up along the way. And the last few years, I've loved working with one-on-one coaches who have helped me learn very specific things. And because they knew me personally, they could tailor what they taught me to what I needed at the time, which is one of the things I love so much about being a one-on-one coach. I love conferences, and I've gone to so many conferences and have spent years organizing conferences. And then we all do this self-directed in-the-moment learning, right? So if we want to know something, we've got books, we've got YouTube. So amazing. We can find blog posts, videos, webinars, whatever you need to know right now. You can get online and find it out. Talking about this made me curious, so I went on Amazon to see how many books I've bought in the past year. I've bought about 30 books, and no, I haven't read or finished all of them yet, (laughs) but I love it when people recommend a good book to me. I will either put it on my wish list or just buy it. I've learned so many things through these resources, home repair, financial management, gardening, fitness, plant-based eating, organization, productivity and time management, mindset and personal development, copywriting, business, nonprofit management. Then, of course, I've read a huge number of books on the problems of pornography, addiction recovery, the effects of technology on our lives and culture and all of that because I have been involved in that cause for so long. Or for a more specific example, I learned everything about how to record and edit a podcast online. And lately I learned how to make an Instagram reel, which was something else I didn't know how to do. So how cool is it that we have all these resources to learn anything that we want to know? I just offer to you to do the same thing. Make a list of what you've done to learn in your life and all the things you've learned. You'll just be amazed and so grateful and appreciate the opportunities that you've had. So give yourself some credit for what you've learned so far. So where are you now in your life? Are you feeling that desire to get some more education or learn something? How do you decide what kind of education you want to enjoy next? So what do you want? Or a better question is, what do you want to feel? Because everything we do is because we want to feel something or avoid feeling something. So start with the question, how do you hope this degree or program or resource will make you feel? Do you want to feel worthy? Do you want to feel like you're good enough or credible? Do you want to feel ready, valuable, excited or interested? Are you hoping to feel prepared or capable or like an expert? Do you want to be confident? Are you looking for connection? Do you want to feel relevant in today's world or accepted or proud of yourself or more marketable or secure? So dialing in on this awareness of how you want to feel is probably the most important thing you can do as you consider your educational opportunities, especially ones that are going to be a big investment in time and money. And just a heads up here, be sure to ask if you're expecting this educational experience or this degree to make you feel what you're seeking. Are you giving the power to that thing outside yourself? If you're using it to prove your worth or to gain the approval of others, just be careful. It's possible and even highly likely that if you're handing that power over to the program, 
you could come out on the other end disappointed because it's up to you to decide that you are worthy, good enough, credible, ready, valuable, and relevant, regardless of your education. All of these great feelings are available, but they're only guaranteed if you decide that you're going to be sure you feel that way. And when you realize that you're responsible for how you feel about your education, that opens up so many more possibilities and will help you be more successful. Another good question to ask is, what do you want to be able to do that you can't now and why? So here's a formula. I want to be able to X so that I can Y and just fill in the blanks with what you're seeking. For example, you could decide, I want to be able to write more creatively so that I can write a historical novel. I want to be able to speak Spanish so I can connect with local people more when we're traveling in Mexico and South America. I want to be able to meet the requirements for a psychology PhD so I can become a child psychologist. Or I want to be able to meet my company's requirements so I can move up in higher leadership in the company and earn more money. Now, what if you just want the experience of education? Like maybe you want to finish a degree you started decades ago, or you just love learning. Well, the process and the experience itself can really be worthwhile. Education can be a time to learn about ourselves even more than the subject material. But I still offer that you're going to have a more satisfying experience and a more fulfilling outcome if you get specific on learning something for a reason and understanding what it is you want to feel through this opportunity. It certainly won't hurt. So here's a list of a few more questions you can consider to check in with yourself as you make decisions. Are you wanting to go to school because it feels exciting? Do you just want to get out of your house? Or you want to finish something you started? Are you bored? Are you feeling unsure of your direction and you hope school will help you figure it out? Because school is so structured and it tells you what to do when you're not sure what to do. Do you believe it will be the ticket to your dream job and give you security and certainty? Do you want to treat yourself because you love school and learning and you look at it as reward and end in itself? Are you looking for prestige or proving yourself or trying to manage other people's opinions of you so you can feel respected or proud or accepted? And what is the role of other people's encouragement? If they're telling you, yeah, you should go for it. Remember, they aren't the ones doing the work and they aren't going to pay the tuition. (laughs) It doesn't cost them anything to say go for it. So just be careful about that. So what do you do with all these answers when you ask yourself what is going on and what you're looking for? The point is just to be really self-aware and be onto yourself and manage your expectations. Remind yourself that wherever you go, your brain goes with you. And if you're in the habit of feeling overwhelmed or bored or unworthy, you're still going to feel that way even in this education. And I'm not wanting to discourage anyone. I actually really want to encourage lots of lifelong learning from a clean, beautiful mind. 
So this was my experience with grad school, going back as an older student. (laughs) I had always wanted to go back to school someday just because I wanted to, because I loved the experience of college. It really was one of my favorite times in life. So that opportunity, or I should say the impression to do that and go back to school became pretty strong. At the time, I was working at Brigham Young University in the mechanical engineering department. And one day I walked over to the communications department and met with a dean and told him that I wanted to study the effects of pornography and how to carry out a public information campaign so that I could get involved educating families on how to defend their kids in this sexualized culture that we live in. And the dean of the comms department at the time, he was just so encouraging. He told me that the comms department was the right place because pornography is a media effects issue. And I remember leaving that meeting, walking back to the mechanical engineering department, and I just felt like I was walking on air. That feeling of just being on the right path was so wonderful. And Tara Moore, who's one of my favorite authors, she wrote a book called Playing Big. She describes this feeling of what she calls yura. And yura is a fear, but it's a fear that overcomes us when we suddenly find ourselves in possession of, as she says, considerably more energy than we're used to or inhabiting a larger space than we're used to inhabiting. And she said, it's also the feeling that we feel when we're on sacred ground. Well, that's the best description I have of how I felt that day. So I felt very aligned and I just trusted that feeling and my intuition to go ahead. Even though at the time there were very strong arguments for not going to school right then for financial reasons. So I applied I got accepted, and then later, after I'd made the commitment, I did receive a scholarship, so that made it much more possible for me, and I was good to go. And I remember that first day of classes, I was excited to start school, but I had just had major surgery two weeks before class started. So I got a handicap parking permit, which is not easy to do. And that allowed me to park as close as I could to the comms department. And I made it into the classroom and I got in there and then found out that our first few classes, we were going to walk over to the library and I had to walk all the way across campus. I remember just gritting my teeth, determined not to be a baby, limping all the way across campus and through the library to get down to the computer lab where we were going to learn how to do research online. I did not want anyone to know that I was already feeling a little out of place because I was so much older than everyone else and I did not want to show up like the weak link, right? (laughs) Well, as time went on, we had a very small cohort of nine students in that year. And while I was the oldest, pretty much everyone else was in their 30s. So they weren't super young, and they had a lot of life experience, and they totally included me in everything. We'd eat lunch out on the lawn together sometimes, and we had nearly all our classes together. So I really learned to love my fellow students so much. One of my classmates was from Albania, and it was too far for her to go home at the holidays. So at times we had her over for some Thanksgiving and Christmas dinners. Well, working so closely with these other students was my favorite part of grad school. 
And here's some of the other great parts of getting my master's degree. I did enjoy this structure with these goals set for me and getting grades. I also enjoyed having a student schedule with more time to be at home, even though I was busy studying and writing, but I had some high schoolers at home, so I liked that. And I had my summers off again, which was awesome. It was a bit of a stretch for me to understand the stats part of research papers, but it really proved valuable to learn that as I got involved in the cause opposing pornography, because it was really nice to be able to read a research paper and make sense of the conclusions. And one of the fun things is that one of the papers I wrote my first semester got published in an academic journal. Well, I just learned a lot about myself. And one thing is that I was always writing too much and putting too much info into my projects, which is so funny. It's still something I'm trying to dial back my effort and learn to do the minimum viable product when I'm creating anything. In fact, I did that writing this podcast. It was way too long and I had to cut it down. Some things just take a long time to learn. And then in my experience, here's some of the challenges of grad school. Of course, number one is homework, tests, and writing a thesis. Sometimes I enjoyed it all, and sometimes it was just a lot to get done and a lot of other people to please. And some of the things I found out as I got into the program was that the education was more theoretical than practical. It was designed to prepare students to go get PhDs and become communications professors. And I had really wanted more like hands-on practical type of program. Also, all the professors were very busy. BYU expects a lot from their professors. They didn't have a lot of time to mentor students. Another experience I had was I worked as a research assistant the first year, and I ended up doing mind-numbing data entry for months on end. So the next year, I turned that opportunity down. And the whole time, while I focused all my projects on the issue of pornography, I had no idea how I was going to use it after I was done. So there was that pressure trying to figure that out. Well, then I actually graduated. And the amazing, miraculous thing is that a couple of months later, I was hired as director of Utah Coalition Against Pornography, which was the perfect job for me at the time. I knew I was very lucky to actually have a paying job in this field, and it was such a wonderful opportunity to contribute, to learn from amazing people, and build relationships with these people who are close friends today. Well, that job didn't require a degree, but it did show my commitment and my interest in the issue. I don't know that they would have hired me without it. Probably not, actually. So getting that degree was what opened the door for me. So if the question is, would I do it again? I would say yes. It was a great life experience that I value because of the friendship and the personal development, being able to check it off my life list, and opening the door to being involved in a cause that I really cared about. And honestly, it was also an experience in learning the limitations of education, (laughs) maybe part of what I learned is that now I can say, well, getting a degree is not the ultimate fix for your life. Honestly, everything I have done since then in my jobs has always required me to go out and learn it on my own. So in my humble opinion, and you can take this with a grain of salt, 
in the end, it was an experience I appreciate in spite of the pressure to get projects and a thesis done. And now I look back, it really was a cool life experience that I'm grateful for. I definitely felt guided to do it. So I trust that it was a good use of my time. And just thinking about taking this time in midlife, I know that's something that always comes up for people deciding whether to go back to school, right? It seems like two years is such a big commitment. And now it's been nine years since I graduated, and it was just such a small investment in time. One thing for sure, if you're thinking about any kind of education or training, the six months or the two years or the five years will go by, and either you'll have the education or you'll still be where you were before. So I go back to saying the best investment we can make is in our own mind. Lifelong learning is awesome, and we have so many options to keep learning that we should seriously consider all the possibilities. I will say that it's good to look at where your expectations are coming from. Sometimes we can feel like, well, that official degree is the best opportunity, but that can be very narrow considering all the ways that we can learn today. And it's exploded so much even this last year during the pandemic, where so many things are online now. I did notice a sobering statistic that today, people in the age group of 60 to 69 owe $85.4 billion in student debt. Now, I have never heard that before. We always talk about the younger people on the student debt that they're gathering, but it is something to consider if the reason that you are going back to school is to start a new career or earn more money. After 50, formal education that we seek for getting a higher degree through university or colleges usually works best for people who maybe they're already in a career and their employers or the field encourage people to get additional education and they reward that with promotions or pay raises. It may not be a good investment if you're taking out student loans. But again, if it's just something you want to do for the experience and it is an end in itself and you can afford to do it, then by all means, go enjoy it. And I always trust that God knows what we need to do to be able to make our greatest contribution. So that inspiration and revelation can kind of trump everything, right? And here's an opportunity I didn't know about till I was doing some research for this. I found out you can go to college for free in every state past a certain age. So it might be worth waiting till you get to that age if you just want the experience of going to school. For example, in Utah, we actually have House Bill 60, this is a program, it's kind of just the ticket for seniors who want to keep current in their fields or they want to learn something new. So if you're age 62 or older and a resident of Utah, you can audit many university classes for just a very low fee, like at the University of Utah, it's like $25 per semester. And that is based on the class needs to have room for extra students, but it's certainly something worth looking into. I'll put a link in the show notes because there's a list of what every state offers for seniors. 
So I just think lifelong learning is everlasting and it's never too late to start learning. And I also think it's essential and there are just a variety of ways to learn to suit every person's needs. So be sure you're clear on what you want to feel, what you want to learn, what you want to be able to do that you can't now. So what are you going to do about your education in midlife? You have so many opportunities for learning, and the best investment that you can make is investing in your brain. Learning is a part of self-development, which helps us live our purpose. There are no limits on what we can learn with all these resources available. So what will it be? A course or two at your local college? Some online workshops? Or maybe something else entirely, like working with a personal coach who can teach you exactly what you want to learn? The options really are endless. Midlife is a time where investing in yourself may be more important than at any other point. Since the earlier years of education don't create as much opportunity for growth or change like it does now, as they say, education is wasted on the young. We may have more time to explore and experiment with new things than we did in our younger years while still being able to reap the benefits of decades worth of life experience. So why not take this time and start some new lifelong learning so you can live out your dreams? It may just be one idea worth exploring. Be peaceful, be powerful, and love your radiant heart. When it comes to lifelong learning, having a one-on-one coach who can really help you learn to create the experience that you want in life could be one of the most powerful things you can do for yourself. If you're interested in learning more, the next step is just to get in touch with me and we can talk about what's going on in your life. You can email me at vana at midlifeconfidencecoach.com or learn more on my website, midlifeconfidencecoach.com, or find me on Instagram. I'm at Vana Davis. Take care until next time.